Greeting Earthlings, welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We're a tag team of pop culture artists who go by the name 8-Bit Fusion, and we grew up in the golden age of the Saturday morning cartoon, so we made this show to sit down with some of our friends and talk about our favorites. Uh, this week, we're joined by our friend Brian. Brian, how you doing? I'm all right. Um, nice to be here. Awesome. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah. Uh, my name's Brian. Uh, I'm from uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, so, you know, cross the state from you. Nice. Awesome. Yep. Uh, I, well, uh, I mean, I work in tech, uh, you know, I'm a software developer right now, but, uh, I have a very long and storied career with, uh, pop culture and cartoons specifically. Um, I was recommended, uh, to show up on this podcast by a, a friend of ours, mutual friend. Uh, I thought I'd, uh, check it out. Uh, listened to a few of your episodes, uh, liked what I heard thought, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll throw my two cents in, uh, see what I can come up with. Uh, so I decided to, to dig back into the deep cuts and see if we could uh, suggest a couple things that, you know, some people might have heard of, but not actually have seen uh, a while ago. Right on. <laughs> and you picked what we're watching this week. So tell our listeners, what are we about to watch? Uh, we're about to watch the first episode, hopefully first episode yes. of Popples from 1986. Uh Popples is sort of, uh, it's very much a C-rank uh, fad when you get down to it. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, it's a, a cousin to Strawberry Shortcake uh, and uh, Care Bears, yep. uh, created by the same company. Yep. Uh, and they decided, hey, we need to make some more plush toys. So they invented a plush toy that had a, a pouch on the back that you could fold it around. So that way you basically turn the, uh, the plush toy into a ball. <laughs> and they thought it was neat, and so they uh, they marketed it and decided to basically create a, a cartoon show to sell the plush toys. Uh, didn't take off nearly as much as the Care Bears did, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, me and uh, my family, uh, specifically my older brother, my younger sister, uh, we absolutely watched uh, videotapes of it over and over and over again. So I might not have actually seen this episode is the uh, the important thing to yes. bring up on this. Uh, it's been a while since I've actually seen an episode of it, but I have very clear, vivid memories of all the characters and who they are. Uh, so um, nice. I, I think vaguely, I know what to expect. Nice. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember having a Popples toy as a kid, but I don't think I've ever seen this show. What color was the toy? Green? <laughs> then that was Putter. Yeah. It was definitely Putter. Okay, nice. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, it, it, I mean, I can rattle off the nine main popples off the top of my head. And like I said, it's been years since I've seen an episode. Mm -hmm. So this stuff stuck in my head really yeah. well. Uh, you've got the three boys who are PC standing for pretty cool puzzle. Mm -hmm. Who's the inventor. He's orange. Well, pretty cool is the blue one. Puzzles, the orange one putters, the green one. Um, then putter is smaller than the others because they decided to make three smaller popples at a lower price point than the big ones. Mm -hmm. So putter was one who's green. Then the one that I had, which was pretty bit was purple. Uh, she always rhymed all of her words. Uh, then there was the yellow and potato chip, which was the, she was always hungry, liked eating things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, then you had the four other girls who were party, who was the main girl. She was pink. Uh, Puffball, who was the the prima donna, the glam girl, who was white. Uh, and then you had Prize and Pancake, which I'm not as familiar with their characterizations as much because they didn't show up in as many episodes. Mm -hmm. But Prize, I believe, was the shy one. And Pancake was 
just helpful or nice. Uh, it, unfortunately, her character didn't really stick in my head that much. Yeah. But, but yeah, that was the main nine. And then second season, they introduced a whole bunch more, but we won't <laughs> worry about them right yeah. now since yeah. we're only worried about the first episode. Yeah. Now, have you seen this or had these toys as a child? Yeah. Uh, what happened was uh, when they first came out, uh, me, my brother, and my sister, we were kind of interested in them. Um, and my parents uh, decided to get us each uh, one of the toys uh, and, like I said, the lower price point. So my brother mm -hmm. got Putter, my sister got Potato Chip, and I got Pretty Bit. Oh, nice. nice. Yep. How about you, Lee? Um, I might have seen maybe an episode of two um, of the show, but I really, really don't have too many vivid memories. Um, I was more into, like, the Care Bears, but, Brian, <laughs> I'm so impressed with, like, all the character names that you named um i do think i might have had the purple one um and well, there, there were gonna... several purple ones yeah um, i don't yeah. know which one i had um right because but... pancake prize and pretty bit were all purple yeah yeah i had some, something was purple i do do remember yeah. that um we will be going to RetroCon in oaks pa in a couple weeks and they have a lot of these like 80s and 90s toys so i'm gonna be yeah. on the lookout for the popples because yeah. yeah i do slightly remember having a popple yeah they did do a a revival of the popples recently yeah i didn't really like the redesign because they kind of decided to go a little bit more 90s with the color scheme instead of the the 80s slightly clashing but bold kind of thing so mm -hmm. you have these characters that when i first saw them i was like that doesn't look as nearly as appealing because their color schemes were very off or at least the from what i saw um I might want to check it out anyways, just because of nostalgia's sake. But yeah, they kind of uh, did what the I same... saw of the yeah. revival didn't really impress me as much. Yeah, they've been kind of doing the same thing with like the, the updated Rainbow Bright, the updated mm -hmm. Gem. Like just yep. those color schemes they're using, they're just they're not the same and they're weird. Yeah. Um, definitely interested in checking everything out, but yeah, I, I do agree with you. Like the color schemes are just weird. Yeah, less less a complaint with Popples, more with Gem. They're doing that art style that's like similar to Gravity Falls or Steven Universe. Steven Universe There's a name yeah. for that art style that I can't remember, and I do not like it. Well, but okay. I'm uh, also, like, an adult. I'm not the one they're making these cartoons for, so I guess I can't really say anything, but... Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think the art style that everybody uses to complain about it is Cal Art's art style. Yes, that is, is what, right. It's, yeah. like, the, the lump sum of it, like, flattened yeah. shapes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I personally think that they're really nice, in my opinion, because yeah. it simplifies shapes. It simplifies design a bunch. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with it personally, though. I, I can understand some people not liking that evolution. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, with modern animation, the while the art is good, or I mean, in my opinion, it's good. Um, I feel that the the story and the writing has gotten a lot better with modern cartoons. You're definitely uh, not wrong. Yeah. Um, Gravity Falls, I mentioned, is one mm. of my favorite shows. Right. Like, it's it's great. So, no, mm. you're, you're definitely not wrong about that. Yeah. Like I said, there's there's things that we can talk about and discuss as far as art evolution and Absolutely. that sort of thing. But uh, I personally don't have a problem with those sorts of flattened styles. Yeah. My, my issue is that I think they all look the same, so it makes the shows all feel very samey mm. to me. That's my only real complaint. I don't have a particular problem with it as an aesthetic it's just when they all have that same style they all end up looking the same and i can't really tell one from the other at a certain point yeah i agree with you on that's that fair yeah well why don't we put this popples thing on and see what we think Sounds yeah good. cool 
And we're back. So we just finished watching the first episode, kind of, sort of, and I'll talk about that later, the first episode of 1986's Popples. Um, coming right out of it, I thought it was fine. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 uh, from what I recall, that was definitely very much a, a pilot and very much yeah. like non-indicative of the characterization of the Popples. Yeah. Because the only characters that you heard the names of were Bonnie, the girl, and then you heard PC's name, but Party, Potato Chip, and Puzzle, who are the other three in that particular episode, yep. their names aren't even introduced. They're just there. Party um, was. They they called her Party. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that was almost non-indicative about who they were. Like, Puzzle... Sure, he had the the neat gadget at the end to set up the uh, the shelves, but yeah. again, that wasn't quite what his characterization turned into in later episodes. Right, definitely, because uh, Puzzle's supposed to be the ditzy inventor, and Potato Chip didn't eat anything, which is also a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like Potato <laughs> Chip could have been replaced by any of the other popples; it would have been exactly the same episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like as the show went on, they probably had more unique personalities ascribed to each individual popple although you would think potato chip is named potato chip you'd think that personality would already be kind of hard-coded in yeah um now the animation this is produced by dic productions yeah or dic entertainment which is uh the same people who did rock and roll or rock and wrestling was that, whatever the Hulk Hogan show we watched last week, I'm already blanking on it. Yeah. Um, they did that. They're responsible for Rainbow Bright, which this yep. looks very make, much like Rainbow Bright and then. Care Bears. Yep. Um, and they also did Inspector Gadget. Mm-hmm. But I am thinking, and I can't fact check it as I'm doing this, I'm thinking they outsourced the actual animation to yes. a Japanese studio because this looks very Japanese. It does, definitely. Um, I know that they're, the character designer was Japanese. Yeah. Um. But unfortunately, their name ex- escapes me as well. But yeah, yeah there, there definitely is uh, Japanese influence in the uh, the characterization or yeah. character style. Yeah, when I when I pulled the, the uh, information, I pulled DIC Entertainment because that's who's on this. But man, these these character designs definitely like they these characters could have been like background characters in Sailor Moon. Like they look very, very, very much of yeah. that Japanese style. So I'm yep. interested to see if I can find out which production house they outsourced to, because they definitely did. Yeah, they definitely mm-hmm. very look Japanese. Um, the guy who wrote the theme song for this worked on a bunch of other shows that I'll talk actually about more later, because there's just a weird connection at the end I want to get to. Okay. But very recently, he did all the music for the Disney's Haunted uh, Mansion movie oh cool with, with eddie murphy nice okay. uh his name is robert moyer ah. so yeah so that's pretty neat cast wise there's not that much on here that we've spoken about i don't mm-hmm. think any of these people have been in other shows that we've watched before but mm-hmm. a couple interesting con- uh connections there's bonnie yeah was barbara redpath and she took like a twenty year break from acting, mm-hmm. and then was in the Kids in the Hall movie. Oh like wow! A big character. Okay. Very very strange, but yeah. super cool. I'm into it. Uh, Billy is gnome, and I'm gonna butcher this last name. Zylerman. 
Z Y L B E R man. Um, he was in Garbage Pail Kids. I didn't write down which Garbage Pail Kid, but he was in Garbage Pail Kids, and he's mm-hmm. currently in Riverdale. Oh, oh. Okay. nice. Okay. So still doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, Pancake is Pauline Rennie, and she was in Care Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, PC is Hadley K, also in Garbage Pail Kids. And this is one I thought was interesting. She voiced Scooby-Doo in Johnny Bravo. Oh. <laughs> so there was a Scooby-Doo crossover in Johnny Bravo, and she yeah. voiced Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. not Frank Welker. Oh, that's right. too funny. <laughs> oh, man, we really want to do Johnny Bravo, but we cannot find it anywhere. Yeah, Johnny Bravo is not easy to find these days, and I do. I want to do all of those old yeah. um, um, Cartoon Car- Network shows. I love them. Yeah, Cartoon Network uh, has been very tight about uh releasing a lot of their cartoons uh i'll tell you one thing getting my hands on megas xlr just can't do it anywhere man we did manage to find the first episode actually we only found the first half of the first episode of powerpuff girls yeah wow yeah they're not easy to find and it's a shame because their old shows are great oh yeah absolutely it's just for whatever reason they just just decided to to sort of throw them in the closet yeah. Um, I should probably double check HBO Max or That's yeah, it would be HBO Max idea. would be the place to look for that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I saw some of them on HBO Max. We saw Max. some of them, but not Maybe. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. That's a good place to look. Yeah. Um I will just say I don't I didn't write down anything else she was in because I mm-hmm. nothing jumped out to me, but Party, Puffball, and Prize are all voiced by the same actress, mm-hmm. Louise Valamers. And then I have one more name, and that's Puzzle, mm-hmm. was voiced by Dan Hennessy, who was also Chief Quimbley in Inspector Gadget. Oh, ah. cool. And I kind of heard that. Yeah. When he pulled out the little gadget yeah. at the end, I kind of well, we'll heard that. We'll probably be doing Inspector Gadget very soon. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to do that. Yeah. That's a good one. It yeah. is. Now, I mentioned earlier we are watching the first episode of the 1986 Popples cartoon. Yeah. That is true. But this is not the first Popples TV show. Mm-hmm. There was an hour-long made-for-TV movie written by Shelley Duvall. Oh. Oh, yeah. As in Wendy Torrance from The Shining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was... I don't think it was considered part of Tall Tales and Legends with Shelley Duvall, but it was sort of... It was all the same puppeteers and stuff. And it was a live-action, puppet-driven movie Ah, with with popples that would explain that is technically the pilot i guess this is the first episode of the cartoon right but she wrote the movie and that's really interesting to me yeah Yeah, i I didn't know she did that stuff like that maybe i should go back and see that maybe i should go back and actually take a look at that because it is one of those things about popples which is uh, one of those mysteries to me where Mm -hmm the entire thematic concept of the popples as the animated show is that Billy and Bonnie have access or at least are are being uh, visited by these nine creatures that can just bounce around and produce whatever they want out of the back pouches that they have. Yeah. And it's basically Billy and Bonnie doing their best in order to try and hide the popples from adults but it doesn't really seem to matter whether or not there's no outside force that's like trying to to find them or kidnap them. It's not like the the Smurfs where Gargamel's searching for the Smurfs or anything right. like that. Yeah. It's just they're there causing chaos and causing a lot of trouble for these two kids. And 
one, why the kids put up with them in the first place, and two, why is it that they can't tell other people about the popples? Don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of had like some similar because again, a lot of these like pilot episodes, I'm I'm looking for an origin story or like tell tell us about what's going on. And when, yeah. when this episode came on, there was no origin story and nothing. There was just yep. popples everywhere. There's just chaos. Yep. So I definitely just wanted to like I wish I would have known more from this episode. Like, who are the popples? Why are they yeah. here? What are they doing? Like, yeah. why do they have all these random objects? Like, just a lot of those questions yeah. weren't a- answered in this episode. And there's a lot of questions that just aren't answered in general throughout the series. But yeah. um, like I said, uh, as time goes on, the characterization uh, gets a lot better. Uh, and that's the one thing that sort of stuck in my mind over the years. Oh, good. Um, uh, like I said, me and my siblings we uh absolutely watched the videotapes religiously uh mm. must have worn out my parents blockbuster card watching like the same four tapes over and over and over again that's awesome yeah <laughs> um uh, to quickly circle back just for a brief second to uh what i just mentioned a second ago oh yeah the shelly duvall pilot mm-hmm. robert moyer also worked on the music for that mm-hmm. he also worked on the music for both of her um, other shows, Fairy Tale Theater and Tall Tales and Legends. Oh, nice. So he apparently worked with Shelley Duvall a lot. Yep. Nice. Which is a weird little connection. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's where he that's where he came from. Okay. Now, you had mentioned at the beginning of the episode the toy line was by the same company, but actually even the same creator. Yes. Um, her name was Susan Trennell, um, and she created Care Bears. She created Strawberry mm-hmm. Shortcakes. And allegedly, she was inspired for Popples by a pair of rolled-up socks. Yes. That makes plenty of sense. Yep. Which, I mean, they roll up and they, then go yeah, into, into yeah. the um, dresser at one point. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But can we talk about veteran toy designer right there? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a juggernaut. That's Hair yeah. Bears, yep. Strawberry Shortcake. Yep. And these. And these maybe weren't the most popular toys, but yeah. they had a weird longevity and they're like still around to this day. Yeah. yeah like I said, they're like C ranked fat where yeah. people remember them, but it's not a vivid memory, at least not in the same way that I have vivid memories of it. Yeah. Uh, because like I said, I was kind of really into it uh, yeah. in its own way, but uh yeah, it, like I said, people remember them, but um, I actually looked just out of pure curiosity. Uh, I checked uh, all the episodes of Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken has never made mention of the Popples yet. So, oh, interesting. Oh, wow. It's one of those fads that, it, like I said, solidly C-ranked. People yeah. kind of remember it, but it's not in the public knowledge enough that you would get parodies of it. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But it's weird because they had this this original line, which ran from 86 to 88. Mm-hmm. And then there was a revival in 2000. Yeah. And then another revival in 27, or 20, 2007. Mm-hmm. And then another revival oh in 2015. And the 2015 revival was accompanied with a Netflix TV show. Oh, yeah. wow. Like I said, I was kind of curious about seeing the the Netflix yeah. version, but the the character designs didn't quite grab me. So the character designs look awful. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. you're not you're not wrong about that mm-hmm. in any way. Um, but it's interesting because like when Netflix 
decides to make a show, mm-hmm. they like they check the algorithm, they run the numbers, they more or less know what people are watching and what people are interested in. Yep. So and they have all of our user data to know that. So it's yeah. very interesting to me that they thought popples would be something that that the the world needed. It, it, that's just very interesting to I me. I mean, that maybe they, there's they just some that. sort of cult following that we just don't know about. That's very possible. Because I have seen it for things that we we really like, but a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. Like have these like weird cult followings, and this might be one of them. Yeah. If there was a cult following for popples, I'd probably be aware of it, and I'm not <laughs> that aware of it. Um, so again, I don't really know. And it's one of those situations where, again, I, I kind of looked into a little bit on the newest revival and mm. there were like five popples. None of their names start with P, which, that's interesting. Th- which is very that's, interesting. That's a break from, from yeah, tradition. Yeah, exactly. Um, number one and number two, um, uh, I don't know what the genders are of the various popples, but one of the things that struck me as interesting as I grew older Mm-hmm. was that this is a show from 1986 where the girl characters outnumber the boy characters two to one. Huh. Hmm. There are three male popples and six female popples. That's interesting. Yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. It, it's, yeah. and it's, I feel it's part of the, uh, or it's a natural outgrowth from the fact that the popples were marketed as plush toys yeah. and that would primarily be considered a, a girl's domain right. of that's who would primarily be purchasing these. So yeah. you want uh, more representation yeah. of girl popples, but then yeah. you also have the boy popples who are there. I think PC pretty cool appears in like 90% of the episodes. Yeah. I think he's uh, he, like listed as the main popple. Yeah. Yeah. Which again is interesting because it's a, a male character who's the, the main character. In fact, yeah. uh, one of the episodes that uh, sticks in my head a lot is one episode where Bonnie goes to a bowling alley and basically gets challenged by a bunch of jerk boys to uh, to uh, a bowling match. Mm-hmm. And the six girl popples all come out in order to basically get behind her and help her out, you know, cheat, basically. Right. Uh, and then Pretty Cool pops out just to be there simply so that way the other six can gang up on him and say, no, you sit this one out. This is all the girls this time. Nice. nice. Like, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, he still shows up though. Yeah. Specifically <laughs> to get told off, yeah. which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. Cause I also wrote down that they did introduce more boy heavy popples later yes. on as the series goes on. Yes. And it's probably because they noticed that there was, it was mostly young girls watching the show. They needed to tap into that boy market as well. So they yeah. added like sports characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As I was saying, back in season two, they introduced a whole bunch of other characters, one of which was the entire contingent of sports popples. Right. Which uh, the one sports popple I always loved was Q- uh, yeah, Q-ster, the eight ball popple oh, who nice. played That's pool. Cool. They never made a doll of him. Mm. I, I would pay any money for a Q-ster popple. Really That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, to be fair, I believe they only ever made of the sports popples, the only ones that ever got made were the football and basketball popple, and the baseball popple got replaced by another version of PC, pretty cool, only cool. in a baseball outfit. Hmm. So yeah, I guess I mean that was kind of when the, the toy line was winding down anyways. Right. So 
they probably only produced those particular dolls. Yeah. Um, Well, that that was around 88, and I imagine they were having a hard time luring the boys away from G.I. Joes and Power Rangers. I can't even imagine how you would try and compete with that. Exactly, yeah. Um, Let's see here. Well, Power Rangers was, I thought Power Rangers was like early 90s, 91. That's what I thought. Yeah, did I say Power Rangers? You did say I Power Rangers. Transformers. Yeah. Transformers. Yeah. There we go, yeah. Yeah. My brain's not on anymore. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's just it's been 18 months of pandemic. I can't yeah. even. No, I totally understand. It's just, you'll find yeah. when you're talking to me, I, t- I try to be very precise with, yeah. Uh, yeah, very yeah, correct yeah. with things No, you're that totally right. That's great. No, you're very right. Power Rangers is definitely the 90s. I definitely meant the Transformers. Yeah. But, um. yeah, dude, this was cool. Yeah. Now, I mean, we just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Brian had me uh actually other Brian because our last guest was Brian. Yeah. Brian had me thinking about reviving our old question that we always ask. Um mm-hmm. would you try and make this show today, do you think, Brian? I think that in the the right atmosphere there is definitely a market for the popples in the classic style. It's yeah. just the, the revivals that they've done from what I can see, they haven't really been going about it in a way that's appealing is the best way to put it. The characters um, are not cute. I don't like, it's a very yeah. strange, I'll have to show you. Yeah. I don't think Lee's seen it. I- I've like, seen they're it. They're very, they're not cute. And yeah. like, you need yeah. the characters to be cute for this. Exactly. exactly. It's very, it's very strange what they did. Because on this, yeah. they are cute. Yeah. But no, I think that uh, with uh, the writing, being uh you know of a better caliber these days yeah uh, a revival of the popples with the classic characters could do very well in my opinion for yeah. sure there's just so much nostalgia going on right now yeah um like like mcdonald's toys like everyone's all about them they put out like revival of the old mcdonald's toys yep. and all sorts of different things like nickelodeon shows are being revived like mm-hmm. it's a good time for something like this it just Stick to the classics. That's what people like. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's not even just stick to the classics. I mean, as much as the, the fandom get, you know, the fandom is what it is. I think yeah. that the best uh, thing to point to for revival still is My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Yeah. Yes, as that's as great. Just, yeah. It, it, it is exactly what it needed to be. Um, I mean, the fans were the fans. Yeah. But it took uh, a classic property gave it new snappier writing uh, a lot of heart and modernized its sensibilities and did every single thing right uh and that should be sort of pointed to as a template for revivals yeah yeah i completely agree that that show yeah has a weird fan base yeah there's no question about that. But it is a really good revival of an 80s cartoon. Yeah. And I've never, I don't think I've ever honestly seen the original 80s cartoon. Oh, I but did. But a lot of these old cartoons are basically just toy commercials for a half yes. hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they actually took that half hour toy commercial and made it into like a heartfelt, really good TV show. Exactly. And yeah. I could see that happening with this. Yeah. Exactly. Like sure. I said, the, the yeah. Popples have solid character for yeah. a good 90% of them. Like I said, the yeah. only two that I couldn't think off the top of my head what their main character traits are were were prize and pancake. And yeah. that's because I didn't see as much of them in those the the episodes that I had. So Yeah. And I will say I was surprised watching this episode how like story driven it was. Like mm-hmm. it, it really wasn't just a toy commercial. Like it did actually tell a little story so you could yeah. pick this thing up, take these characters and do something with it. 
in the modern age. I I fully agree. Yeah, uh, I'll admit that the episodes were very formulaic in the fact that it's very much either Billy or Bonnie have a problem, Popples show up, cause chaos, and then (laughs) fix the chaos. Like, it's very Cat in the Hat-esque, but uh, that's just exactly what the show was. Um, And it would always be a a different location uh, each week uh, where they would show up and just do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. this particular location, uh, episode one is Panic at the Library. And for mm-hmm. the listeners who don't know, my beautiful wife, Lee, is a librarian yes, in addition to I an artist. Am. And actually, uh, Brian, our mutual friend, Carrie, yes. is also a librarian and who introduced you to this lovely podcast. So thank you so much, Carrie. Yes, thank you, uh, Carrie. Librarians rule. So yeah. just a bunch of weird connections to punk-ass book jockeys. Yes. Boom. <laughs> Yes. Parks and We are Rex currently reference. watching Parks and Rec. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For like the 30th time, yeah. but still. I also liked uh, a little thing in the episode, the blink and you'll miss it. Uh, PC picks a, a, the one book off the shelf standing on everybody's shoulders with, of course, potato chip at the bottom because she's the smallest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he opens the book, it's just differential calculus inside. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now- do libraries typically structure their bookcases like a swirling domino set? Is that is that like standard procedure? That is not for standard procedure, but this that scene just made me crack up because that does not happen, and it was just like it was so perfectly aligned in dominoes, yeah. And it was just so so just so much chaos, so much popples. Like I just yeah. that made me laugh a lot. Yeah, like I said, it was they they. The Popples as a show would bend reality just enough to appeal to the target demographic, which would be kids between like eight and 12, you know? Yeah. And the random bus that just popped out of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) That was wonderful. I got to say, coming right out of the episode, I was like, it was fine. Yeah. Now that we're like at the end of this. I think I'm back on board. I think it was kind of awesome. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. great. It, it, it is one of those shows that when you're watching it, you think, yeah, this is okay. The animation is kind of stilted. It's yeah. kind of okay. It's slow. It's obvious that they're saving on animation costs. Yeah. But then you think about it and you realize, no, these characters are actually kind of cool in their own right. It's yeah. just yeah. a matter of, it. you need that, filter that uh, like i said i'm kind of uh remembering most of these episodes so i'm viewing most of them through rose-colored glasses like yeah. extremely rose-colored yeah, yeah and yeah. so i'm remembering all of the good parts only and not all of the filler they're just standing around or swinging or, or doing repeated actions to save on animation costs right one last thing i have and i can't think of anything that directly references it now off the top of my head but I feel like I've seen it referenced where someone pulls something out of their pocket and it makes that popping noise. Yeah, I feel I've seen that. I definitely have seen it. I can't think about where, but I didn't know that it was referencing this. But obviously, it was. Yes, it was. Yes. So that's kind of they cool. just popped anything out of anywhere, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. I feel like that's something like The Simpsons or Futurama. Would yeah, they, that, that, that that's sounds my about, guess, but I'm not positive. Yeah, we'll we'll have to look that one up later and post it yeah. in the Facebook group. But yeah. Um, I would like to add one more thing too. We didn't talk anything about the theme song. Yeah, oh, yeah. this this um 
Yeah, we're going to have to like find a theme th- song and watch it, but the video that I pulled didn't have the theme song. It had a little bit of it in the beginning. It did, a very little bit, and then at the end you could hear it. Oh, okay, okay. But, um, but yeah, the this particular clip didn't have it, unfortunately, so we didn't actually get a chance to listen listen to it. Uh, we'll yeah. have to listen to that yeah. as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, uh, the theme song, uh, both the opening and closing are the same theme song and even have the same credits. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. But Brian, man, thanks for coming on. Oh, this well, was, was awesome. This was a great show. Yeah, it was great um, being here. Tell our Thank listeners you. again a little bit of our, where can they find you or hear you? Uh, well, uh, even though it's been on hiatus and I don't know if we'll ever get back to it, uh, we, uh, I, and a couple of my friends, uh, Jordan and Dan, uh, we had a, a short-lived podcast called What's McCracken? Uh, you can find that on Apple Podcasts, uh, where we were doing a retrospective of the works of Craig McCracken. Uh, and so our friend Dan had never seen Wander Over Yonder. So we were starting there and sort of like working our way backwards. Nice. Um, and we were having a, a bit of fun on that. Um, uh, but it was very much one of those podcasts where, uh, we take a 30 minute episode and then dissect it so much that it wound up being a, a two hour podcast. Unfortunately. Oh, wow. So yeah. those those are rough. And so, you know, we, we kind of fell off the bandwagon on that one. But um, if you're curious about listening to any of it, it's still up on Apple Podcasts. Right on. Um, this is normally the part of the show where I make a joke about how it's normally the part of the show where Lee gets to plug what conventions we'll be at, but we don't have any because of the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We actually do, though, so I won't make oh, that dumb joke. Yeah, that is a lie. Lee has some uh, stuff where you can find us and come say hi. Yeah, so I'm actually pulling up my handy-dandy <laughs> calendar right now because I have to remember when things are happening. But our, on August 14th in Dover, Delaware, we'll be at Dover Comic Con. Um, we'll be there all day, 10 to 5. Um, some... Other podcast people might be there as well, so definitely come check that out. Uh, Dover with Delaware is awesome. Um, there's be there'll be some cosplayers. There'll be lots of vendors. Hydrate. It's gonna be hot. Yeah, it's gonna be a hot day. We'll be under our tent, slowly dying. Um, we're just going to the library and get some air conditioning. But no, it's a good time. Definitely come out if you're in Dover, Delaware, or if you're on the, your way to the beach, like Ocean City, Maryland, or anything that out that way. Um, and then we're on a little bit of a break until September. Um, in September, we will be at the Smithville Art Walk in Smithville, New Jersey. A lot there'll be about seventy-five vendors there. It is the Art Walk's tenth anniversary, so that's going to be a really good time. Uh, Mike from the Underground puts on a really good show. A lot of past podcast guests will be there. Uh, Bob Burke, uh, Louis of Geek Boy Press, and even some of our friends, uh, Jersey Jenny Popart. Um, lots of our great friends are there. Uh, we'll be there. Um, our good friend Terry brings us jello shots while we're there. It's a good time. It's a good time. I'll be day drunk. Yeah, so definitely to come out to the art walk. Lots of neat art there. And Smithville is just a great place to walk around and shop and get some great food. Um, and then lastly, we got uh, in September, we have RetroCon. That is actually two days. That is out in Oaks, Pennsylvania, September 25th and September 26th. Um, again, I've always mentioned RetroCon on this podcast. They have lots of great 80s and 90s toys. There's a lot of nostalgia. There's going to be some guests. Our good friend Sinna Sickness will be there. Um, it's a it's a great time. So if you're out in Oaks, Pennsylvania, and you want to buy some toys, definitely come check that out. Um, other than that, you can find we have a couple. You can find us in our um shop, uh, popculturedunk.com. 
Uh, we also have some items in the South Street Art Mart on South Street in Philadelphia. Um, a lot of our friends are in the shop as well. Um, definitely come check it out. If you're in Philly, say hi to our friends who run the shop, our lovely friends Nicole and Nicole. Um, if you can't get to the shop, uh, you can go to southstreetartmart.com and check out their website. Um, and just make sure uh, we're still in a pandemic. So just make sure you're supporting small businesses, supporting your restaurants, supporting each other because. This isn't over yet, even though many think it is. Just be kind to one another. And as always, thanks for listening to my spiel. Right on. Uh, Continuing from there, remember to rate and review the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Join our Facebook discussion group that's called Saturday Morning Showdown. We post memes about these cartoons. We just have a good time talking and nostalgically reminiscing about these shows that we loved growing up. And, um... We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Peace. Hi, Geekscapists. The Geekscape podfather, Jonathan, here. In May, we lost one of our own, longtime Geekscapist Christopher Ellis, who was a friend and a part of our geek community from the very beginning. Chris even met his wife, Sarah, through our podcast, and their 2015 wedding seemed like a giant Geekscape party. Chris's final weeks battling in the hospital shed light on a huge national problem. The COVID pandemic has almost completely depleted our national and local blood banks. These supplies are used by thousands of hospitals to provide life-saving treatments to patients or to buy enough time for loved ones just to say goodbye. So for the next month and beyond, we're going to do it big in Chris's memory and do some good in the process. We're throwing a blood drive. Visit www.aabb.org to find a donation center near you or visit other blood and platelet donation centers like the Red Cross. And let's make things interesting. For the next month, take a selfie of yourself donating with the hashtag GeekscapeGives and tag your favorite Geekscape podcast. We'll pick some charitable Geekscapists to send prizes to, and the podcast that gets mentioned the most will also get some cool rewards. I should actually cancel the podcast that gets mentioned the least. Can I do that? Whatever. The point is, go out there and donate some blood, tag a selfie of yourself doing it with the hashtag GeekscapeGives, and get others to do the same. We couldn't save our friend Chris, but we can do a whole lot of good in his name. Geekscape forever! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.